Section 15 of Hawaiian Legends of Ghost and Ghost Gods. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Karen, Chicago, Illinois. Hawaiian Legends of Ghosts and Ghost Gods by William Drake Westervelt. Section 15. Ka'o Mele Mele, The Maid of the Golden Cloud. Part 1. The Hawaiians never found gold in their islands. The mountains, being of recent volcanic origin, do not show traces of the precious metals. But, hovering over the mountain tops, clustered the glorious golden clouds built up by damp winds from the seas. The maiden of the golden cloud belonged to the cloud mountains and was named after their golden glow. Her name, in the Hawaiian tongue, was Ka'o Mele Mele, the golden cloud. She was said to be one of the first persons brought by the gods to find a home in the paradise of the Pacific. In the ancient times, the ancestors of the Hawaiians came from far-off ocean lands, for which they had different names, such as the Shining Heaven, the Floating Land of Kane, the Far-Off White Land of Kahiki, and Kauai Heilani. It was from Kauai Heilani that the maiden of the golden cloud was called to live in Hawaii. In this legendary land lived Mo'o Inania, self-reliant dragon. She cared for the first children of the gods, one of whom was named Hina, later known in the Polynesian mythology as Moon Goddess. Mo'o Inania took her to Ku, one of the gods. They lived together many years and a family of children came to them. Two of the great gods of Polynesia, Kane and Kanaloa, had found a beautiful place above Honolulu on Oahu, one of the Hawaiian islands. Here they determined to build a home for the firstborn child of Hina. Thousands of Iipa, or gnome people, lived around this place, which was called Waolani. The gods had them build a temple, which was also called Waolani, Divine Forest. When the time came for the birth of the child, clouds and fogs crept over the land, thunder rolled and lightning flashed, red torrents poured down the hillsides, strong winds hurled the rain through bending trees, earthquakes shook the land, huge waves rolled inland from the sea. Then a beautiful boy was born. All these signs taken together signified the birth of a chief of the highest degree even of the family of the gods. Kane and Kanaloa sent their sister, Anuinui, Rainbow, to get the child of Ku, Hina, that they might care for it. All three should be the caretakers. Anuinui went first to the place where Mo'o Inania dwelt, to ask her if it would be right. Mo'o Inania said she might go, but if they brought up that child, he must not have a wife from any of the women of Hawaii Nui Akia, Great Wide Hawaii. Anui Nui asked, Suppose I get that child. Who is to give it the proper name? Mo'o Inania said, You bring the child to our brothers, and they will name this child. They have sent you, and the responsibility of the name rests on them. Anui Nui said goodbye, and in the twinkling of an eye, stood at the door of the house where Ku dwelt. 
Ku looked outside and saw the bright glow of the rainbow, but no cloud or rain. So he called Hina. Here is a strange thing. You must come and look at it. There is no rain and there is no cloud or mist, but there is a rainbow at our door. They went out, and Anue Nue had changed her rainbow body and stood before them as a very beautiful woman, wrapped only in the colors of the rainbow. Ku and Hina began to shiver with a nameless terror as they looked at this strange maiden. They faltered out a welcome, asking her to enter the house. As she came near to them, Ku said, From what place do you come? Anue Nue said, I am from the sky, a messenger, sent by brothers to get your child that they may bring it up. When grown, if the child wants its parents, we will bring it back. If it loves us, it shall stay with us. Hina bowed her head, and Ku wailed, both thinking seriously for a little while. Then Ku said, If Mo'o in Ania has sent you, she shall have the child. You may take this word to her. Anuanue replied, I have just come from her, and the word I brought you is her word. If I go away, I shall not come again. Hina said to Ku, we must give this child according to her word. It is not right to disobey Mo'o in Ania. Anue Nue took the child and studied the omens for its future. Then she said, This child is of the very highest, the flower on the top of the tree. She prepared to take the child away and bade the parents farewell. She changed her body into the old rainbow color shining out of a mist. Then she wrapped the child in the rainbow, bearing it away. Ku and Hina went out looking up and watching the cloud of rainbow colors floating in the sky. Strong, easy winds blew and carried this cloud out over the ocean. The navel string had not been cut off, so Anuanue broke off part and threw it into the ocean, where it became Hee Makoko, a blood-red squid. This is the legendary origin of that kind of squid. Anuanue passed over many islands, coming at last to Waolani, to the temple built by the gnomes under Kane and Kanaloa. They consecrated the child and cut off another part of the navel cord. Kanaloa took it to the Nuuanu Pali, back of Honolulu, to the place called Kaipu Olanu. Kane and Kanaloa consulted about servants to live with the boy and decided that they must have only ugly ones who would not be desired as wives by their boy. Therefore, they gathered together the lame, crooked, deformed, and blind among the known people. There were hundreds of these living in different homes and performing different tasks. Anuenue was the ruler over all of them. This child was named Kahanai Aki Akua the one adopted by the gods. He was given a very high taboo name by Kane and Kanaloa. No one was allowed to stand before him, and no person's shadow could fall upon him. Hina again conceived. The signs of this child appeared in the heavens and were seen on Oahu. Kane wanted to send Lanihuli and Waipuhia, their daughters, living near Pali of Waolani and Nu'uanu. The girls asked where they should go. Kane said, We send you to the land of Kauai Heilani, 
a land far distant from Hawaii, to get the child of Hina. If the parents ask you about the journey, tell them you have come for the child. Tell our names and refer to Mo'o and Inea. You must now look at the way by which to go to Kauai Helani. They looked and saw a great bird, Iwa. They got on this bird and were carried far up in the heavens. By and by, the bird called two or three times. The girls were frightened and looking down saw the bright shining land, Kauai Helani, below them. The bird took them to the door of Ku's dwelling place. Ku and Hina were caring for the beautiful girl baby. They looked up and saw two fine women at their door. They invited them in and asked whence they came and why they traveled. The girls told them that they were sent by the gods Kane and Kanaloa. Suddenly a new voice was heard. Mo'o and Inia was by the house. She called to Ku and to Hina, telling them to give the child into the hands of the strangers, that they might take her to Waka, a great priestess, to be brought up by her in the Ohia forests of the island of Hawaii. She named that girl Paliula and explained to the parents that when Paliila should grow up to be married, the boy of Waolani should be her husband. The girls then took the babe. They were all carried by the bird Iwa far away in the sky to Waolani, where they told Kane and Kanaloa the message or prophecy of Mo'o and Inia. The god sent Iwa with the child to Waka on Hawaii to her dwelling place in the districts of Hilo and Puna, where she was caring for all kinds of birds in the branches of the trees and among the flowers. Waka commanded the birds to build a house for Paliula. This was quickly done. She commanded the bird Iwa to go to Nuumia Lani, a far-off land above Kauai Heilani, the place where Mo'o Inania was now living. It was said that Waka, by her magic power, saw in that land two trees, well cared for by the multitudes of servants. The name of one was Makale. This was a tree for fish. All kinds of fish would go to it. The second was Kalala Ikawai. This was the tree used for getting all kinds of food. Call this tree and food would appear. Waka wanted Mo'o and Inia to send these trees to Hawaii. Mo'o and Inia gave these trees to Iwa, who brought them to Hawaii and gave them to Waka. Waka rejoiced and took care of them. The bird went back to Wa'olani, telling Kane and Kanaloa all the journey from the first to the last. The gods gave the girls resting places in the fruitful lands under the shadow of the beautiful Nu'uanu precipices. Waka watched over Paliula until she grew up, beautiful like the moon of Mahealani, full moon. The fish tree, Makale, which made the fish of all that region tame, was planted by the side of the running water, in very restful places, spreading all along the river sides to the seashore. Fish came to every stream where the trees grew and filled the waters. The other tree was planted and brought prepared food for Paliula. The hidden land where this place was has always been called Paliula, a beautiful green spot, a home for fruits and flowers and birds in a forest wilderness. When Paliula had grown up, Waka went to Waolani to meet Kane, Kanaloa, and Anuinui. There she saw Kahanai Aki Akua, the boy brought up by the gods, 
and desired him for Paliula's husband. There was no man so splendid and no woman so beautiful as these two. The caretakers decided that they must be husband and wife. Waka returned to the island, Hawaii, to prepare for the coming of the people of Waolani. Waka built new houses, finer and better than the first, and covered them with yellow feathers of the mamu bird, with the colors of the rainbow resting over. Anuenui had sent some of her own garments of rainbows. Then Waka went again to Waolani to talk to Kane and Kanaloa and their sister Anuenui. They said to her, You return, and Anuenue will take Kahanai and follow. When the night of their arrival comes, lightning will play over all the mountain above Waolane and through the atmosphere of all around the temple, even to Hawaii. After a while, around your home, the leaves of the trees will dance and sing, and the ohia trees themselves bend back and forth, shaking their beautiful blossoms. Then you may know that the rainbow maiden and the boy are by your home on the island of Hawaii. Waka returned to her home in the tangled forest above Hilo. There she met her adopted daughter and told her about the coming of her husband. Soon the night of rolling thunder and flashing lightning came. The people of all the region around Hilo were filled with fear. Kane Hikili, flashing lightning, was a miraculous body which Kane had assumed. He had gone before the boy and the rainbow, flashing his way through the heavens. The gods had commanded Kane Hikali to dwell in the heavens in all places where the gods desired him to be, so that he could go out whenever commanded. He always obeyed without questioning. The thunder and lightning played over the ocean and land while the sun was setting beyond the islands in the west. After a time, the trees bent over. The leaves danced and chanted their songs. The flowers made a glorious halo as they swayed back and forth in their dances. Kane told the rainbow maiden to take their adopted child to Hawaii Nui Akia. When she was ready, she heard her brothers calling the names of the trees, which were to go with her on the journey. Some of the legends say that Laka, or the Hula God, was dancing before the two. Tree people stood before the rainbow maiden and the boy, ready to dance all the way to Hawaii. The tree people are always restless and in ceaseless motion. The gods told them to sing together and dance. Two of the tree people were women, Ohia and Lamakia. Lamakia is a native whitewood tree. There are large trees at Waiale, in the mountains of the island of Oahu. Ohia is a tree always full of fringed red blossoms. They were very beautiful in their wind bodies. They were kupuas, or wizards, and could be moving trees or dancing women as they chose. The rainbow maiden took the boy in her arms up into the sky, and with the tree people went on her journey. She crossed over the islands to the mountains of the island Hawaii, then went down to Paliula. She placed the tree people around the house to dance and sing with soft rustling noises. Waka heard the chants of the tree people and opened the door of the glorious house, calling for Kahanai to come in. When Paliula saw him, her heart fluttered with trembling delight, for she knew this splendid youth was the husband selected by Waka, the prophetess. Waka called the two trees belonging to Paliula to bring plenty of fish and food. 
Then Waka and Anuenui left their adopted children in their wonderful yellow feather house. The two young people, when left together, talked about their birthplaces and their parents. Paliula first asked Kahanai about his land and his father and his mother. He told her that he was the child of Ku and Hina from Kuai Helani, brought up by Kane and the other gods at Waolani. The girl went out and asked Waka about her parents and learned that this was her firstborn brother who was to be her husband because they had very high divine blood. Their descendants would be chiefs of the people. This marriage was a command from the parents and ancestors and Mo'o and Inia. She went into the house telling the brother who she was and the wish of the gods. After ten days they were married and lived together a long time. At last Kahanai desired to travel all around Hawaii. In this journey he met Poliahu, the white mantle girl of Mauna Kea, the snow-covered mountain of the island Hawaii. Meanwhile, in Kauai Helani, Ku and Hina were living together. One day, Mo'o in Inea called to Hina, telling her that she would be the mother of a more beautiful and wonderful child than her other two children. This child should live in the highest places of the heavens and should have a multitude of bodies which could be seen at night as well as in the day. Mo'o and Inea went away to Nu'umealani and built a very wonderful house in Ke'alohailani, Shining Land, a house always turning around by day and by night like the ever-moving clouds. Indeed, it was built of all kinds of clouds and covered with fogs. There she made a spring of flowing water and put it outside for the coming child to have a bath. There she planted the seeds of magic flowers. Kanikawi and Kanikawa, legendary plants of old Hawaii. Then she went to Kuai Helani and found Ku and Hina asleep. She took a child out of the top of the head of Hina and carried it away to the new home, naming it Ko Mele Mele, the yellow cloud, the maiden of the golden cloud, a wonderfully beautiful girl. No one with a human body was permitted to come to this land of Nu'umealani. No kupuas were allowed to make trouble for the child. The Ao Opua, narrow-pointed clouds, were appointed watchmen serving Keo Mele Mele, the maiden of the golden cloud. All other clouds were servants. The Ao Opua, Kakahiaka, morning clouds. Ao Opua Ahiaahi, evening clouds. Ao Opua Omue, night clouds. Ao Opua Kie, peaking clouds. Ao Opua Ahalo, downlooking clouds. Ao Opua Ku, image shaped clouds rising at the top of the sea. Opua Hele, morning flower clouds. Opua Noho Mai, resting clouds. Opua Mele Mele, gold colored clouds. Opua Lani, clouds high up. Kape Opua, at surface of sea or clouds along the horizon. Kalani Opua, clouds up above the horizon. Kama Kalani, clouds in the eye of the sun. Kawele Lao Opua, clouds highest in the sky. All these clouds were caretakers watching for the welfare of that girl. Mo'o in Inea gave them their laws for service. 
She took Kuke Aoloa, the long cloud of Ku, and put him at the door of the house of clouds with great magic power. He was to be the messenger of all the cloud lands to the parents and ancestors of this girl. The eye of the sun was the cloud with magic power to see all things passing underneath, near or far. Then there was Opua Ali'i, cloud chief with the name Ka'o Opua Ola, the sharp-pointed living cloud. This was the sorcerer and astronomer, never weary, never tired, knowing and watching over all things. Mo'o in Inea gave her mana nui, or great magic power, to Ke'au Mele Mele, with divine taboos. She made this child the heir of all the divine islands. Therefore, she was able to know what was being done everywhere. She had understood how the Kahanai had forsaken his sister to live with Poliahu, so she went to Hawaii to aid her sister, Peliula. When Mo'o and Inea had taken the child from the head of Hina, Ku and Hina were aroused. Ku went out and saw the wonderful cloud images standing near the house like men. Ku and Hina watched these clouds shining and changing colors in the light of dawn. As the sun appeared, the light of the sun streamed over the skies. For three days these changing clouds were around them. Then in the midst of these clouds appeared a strange land of the skies, surrounded by the Ao Opua, the narrow-pointed clouds. In the night of the full moon, the Aka, ghost, shadow, of the land leaped up into the moon and became fixed there. This was the Alihi Wahine Aka Malu, the queen of shadows dwelling in the moon. Ku and Hina did not understand the meaning of these signs or shadows, so they went back into the house, falling into deep sleep. Mo'o and Inea spoke to Hina in her dream, saying, These clouds were signs of her daughter, born from the head a girl having great knowledge and miraculous powers in sorcery, who would take care of them in their last days. They must learn all the customs of Kilo Kilo, or sorcery. Mo'o and Inea again sent Kukealoa to the house of Ku that cloud appearing as a man at the door. They asked who he was. He replied, I am a messenger sent to teach you the sorcery or witcheries of cloudland. You must have this knowledge that you may know your cloud daughter. Let us begin our work at this time. They all went outside the house and sat down on a stone at the side of the door. Kuke Aloa looked up and called Mo'o and Inea by a name. His voice went to Ke Alohai Lani, and Moho Inanea called for all the clouds to come with their ruler, Kao Meli Meli. Arise, O yellow cloud! Arise, O cloud, the eye of the sun! Arise, O beautiful daughters of the skies! Shine in the eyes of the sun, arise! Kao Meli Meli arose and put on her glorious white kapas, like the snow on Mauna Kea. At this time, the cloud watchmen over Kawai Helani were revealing their cloud forms to Hina and Ku. The long cloud told Hina and Ku to look sharply into the sky to see the meaning of all the cloud forms which were servants of the divine chiefess. Their habits of meeting, moving, separating, their forms, their numbers, the stars appearing through them, the fixed stars and moving clouds, the moving stars and moving clouds, and, of course, the winds among the different clouds. 
when he had taught ku and hina the sorcery of cloudland he disappeared and returned to ke alohailani some time afterward ku went out to the side of their land he saw a cloud of very beautiful form appearing like a woman this was resting in the sky above his head hina woke up kissed ku looked out and saw ku sitting on the beach watching the clouds above him she went to him and by her power told him that he had the desire to travel and that he might go on this journey and find the woman of his vision a beautiful chiefess Ha'i'ile, was at the time living in one of the large islands of the heavens ku and hina went to this place ku married Ha'i'ili, and finally found a chief and hina found a chief named olopana and married him ku and Ha'i'ili had a red-skinned child a boy whom they named kalmai liula twilight resting in the sky this child was taken by mo'o in Inea to live with kao mele mele olopana and hina had a daughter whom they called kaolana iki pokii beautiful daughter of the sunset who was taken by ku and hiili hina then called to the messenger cloud to come and carry a request to mo'o inanea that kalmai liula be given to her and olopana this was done so they were all separated from each other but in the end the children were taken to hawaii meaning paliula was living above hilo with her husband kahanai ake akua adopted son of the gods kahanai became restless and determined to see other parts of the land so he started on a journey around the islands he soon met a fine young man waiola water of life waiola had never seen any one so glorious in appearance as the child of the gods so he fell down before him saying i have never seen any one so divine as you you must have come from the skies i will belong to you through the coming years the chief said i take you as my ikane bosom friend to the last days they went down to waiakea a village near hilo and met a number of girls covered with wreaths of flowers and leaves kahanai sent waiola to sport with them he himself was too high rank one girl told her brother kanuku to urge the chief to come down and sent him lays he said he could not receive their gift but must wear his own lay he called for his divine caretaker to send his garlands and immediately the most beautiful rainbows wrapped themselves around his neck and shoulders falling down around his body then he came down to waiakea the chief took kanuka also as a follower and went on up the coast of hamakua the chief looked up mauna kea and there saw the mountain women who lived in the white land above the trees Paliahu, stood above the precipices in her kupua ano wizard character revealing herself as a very beautiful woman wearing a white mantle when the chief and his friends came near the cold place where she was sitting she invited them to her home inland and mountainward the chief asked his friends to go with him to the mountain house of the beauty of mauna kea they were all entertained poliahu called her sisters lily noe and Kelaua Kolea, beautiful girls, and gave them sweet-sounding shells to blow. All through the night they made music. 
and chanted the stirring songs of the grand mountains the chief delighted in poliahu and lived many months on the mountain end of section fifteen recording by john Karens, chicago illinois